black are gold pants, 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 black Blackheart Gold Podcast, episode 74, Back from the Dead, um, after a two-week hiatus, two-month hiatus, something like that. We really don't, don't get uh, the weeks and months right. It's kind of a Iowa thing. Um, <laughs> Professor Bloom agrees. Advent, Adam Jacoby. AJ, back at it. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Can't complain. How about you? How, how are you? It's been a while since I talked to you. Yeah, you know, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, not you know outside of podcast world. Um, yeah. Everything's coming up roses or insights. Um, <laughs> kind of a relatively big day, I suppose. Although we just seem to kind of move some people around. Um, the big announcement this afternoon that uh, Phil Parker. Um, as expected, will be named defensive coordinator for next season. Uh, slightly less than expected that linebacker coach Daryl Wilson's moving to the secondary and offensive line coach Reese Morgan is moving to the defensive line. Um, we have uh, the esteemable Mark Morehouse on with us too to discuss this. Mark, uh, big day. Yeah, about as big as it gets. I mean, I think you tweeted way long time ago uh, that this is as close as Iowa gets to a coaching change anymore. And man, uh, I did not see. I, I, I've heard so many rumors, and but I did not see Reese Morgan move the defensive line. That tells me that uh, Kirk Ferentz has a he's, he's warmed up his to get the, the Ferentz gang all together in Iowa City next fall uh, with Brian. Perhaps moving to offensive line. Uh, I really think uh, Eric Campbell will be the offensive coordinator, but I think he has to take receivers with him so they can have uh, a quarterback coach, and I believe that probably be David Ray, who's uh, played at Iowa, has been a grad assistant the last couple of years. But you know, who knows? I mean, I, I could be wrong. I mean, I I told you guys at the top that I wrote uh, the Phil Parker since the story post way in. Uh, December and I, you know, I had it up within like two minutes after that. I think although I was cut off. Anyway, uh, I yeah, I, I, I screwed it up. So uh, <laughs> I waited all that time and then screwed up. But anyway, uh, I, I, but I never did post it until today, until you got, you know, you get the green light. So uh, I think the biggest, the big, you know, I, I, you know, you guys, you guys. I think I've seen on Twitter people complaining about, you know, why wait two months to announce basically a promotion. Um, I think that was part of it. I think that was part of it. You know, I don't know how else you, you know, the way to interpret that is Ferris was trying to get a different defensive coordinator and you got to know, yeah. which, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at Iowa's salary, you know, the, it's, it's middle of the pack, big 10, maybe bottom third. Uh, I, is I, it really? I, but yeah. It, 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 well, if you look at the, it could, I think it would, at most it's probably middle. I mean, O'Keefe last year was 313000 He was the highest paid Iowa assistant at 313000 KU just hired Dave Campo, and you guys have seen, if you guys have seen Hard Knocks, you know who that is. He used to uh, be the uh, head coach for the Cowboys. He's kind of gregarious. Anyway, K- 
Keynes has hired him for 500k recently. Michigan, you know, blew the roof off it. Uh, I think 775,000 yeah. for Greg Madison, and then uh, Ohio State 775 for Luke Fickle, and I think they're paying the other Everett Withers. I think he's getting somewhere in that range. So uh, they've blown the roof off the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa is way behind now. I mean, if you look at it, just those, I mean, if you, I assume Iowa wants to be within a couple hundred thousand dollars of the Ohio State and, and Michigan. They have some work to do on that end. And, and, and you know, does, does Phil Parker automatically go up to 500K as a defensive coordinator? He made about 250 last year. I don't think so. I think he probably maybe gets 350, maybe, but... Uh, I think maybe sal- I mean I wonder how much no one will ever be come clean on it, but I wonder how much salary plays in some of this stuff. Yeah, um, and I think that's the the general sort of I, I don't want to say outrage because I don't think there's been outrage. I think everybody seems to be okay with Phil after t- two months to think about it. Um, I think that the general feeling of you know what took so long is the biggest issue, and and you're mm-hmm. right. It points to either he wasn't your first choice. And you struck out on the other guys that you were after, or you just really didn't want to hire somebody until after signing day. That, that, or, or there were a lot of moving pieces. And as we saw today, there's, you know, there's three moves today. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe this is all kind of interrelated. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think Patrick posted, uh, the, uh, uh, the continuity Story that I will put out on signing day. I didn't even read it, but I I just saw the headline, and you know, here we are, here we are, a week later, and, and that that is invalid, yeah, completely yeah, invalid. Totally. But uh, I I think you know I wonder about salary with this stuff. I wonder about uh, timing, and, and I wonder I, I just wonder if everything's interrelated. Is you know maybe this guy's not happy, so he moves up, so this guy's put over here. Uh, I, I don't. I think maybe Reese Morgan has. He's 63-ish. He probably has another 62. Okay. Yeah, I found it He's done a couple years. Couple years, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I thought that was an odd move. Uh, yeah. I think. I think Levar Woods probably comes in a linebackers coach. I know that he was told uh, to get your resume and cover letter to, to Human Resources. I believe on Monday. So. Hmm, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't know if that was just disorganization or. You know, that's another thing that people have kind of blown through here is that there isn't an HR protocol. I don't think even Ferris can bend. And it sounds like they need to have something to do. Maybe maybe they won't find anything out tomorrow because I don't, they may not be able to do anything. Now, the, the way I, I look at it, um, Tom or Jim Herman, um, which is oh. German for for Jim Mr. Man. Um, <laughs> he had to have been um, deep in the conversation because um, there's no other reason to wait till after the Super Bowl, right? I would Unless agree with he... that. And, okay. And I heard that he was. I heard there was some there was some interest, mutual interest there. Well, I don't you know probably heard it from went. Jaleel Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for him. He's a great source for about another five minutes. <laughs> uh, I like, I like, uh, I didn't, he was the least, Herman was the one who did the least for me. Today I did a bunch of calling, uh, yesterday I did a bunch of calling on two Michigan beat writers who knew him and dealt with him and, 
you know, told they told me when went down when he was he basically got uh, it was Ron English or it was Jim Herman and Lloyd Carr at the time said, mm, let me find a nice place for you to land, Jim, and he he went on to the Jets. So and and Michigan picked Jim Herman over him. So uh, he was a Michigan guy. He went to play there. Was coached there for twenty years, nine years as defensive coordinator, and then he left. I don't think he would have left unless uh, I was told he wouldn't have left unless uh, he uh, was kind of said you know, kind of shown the door. So yeah. he did nothing for me. Uh, the one that I really liked is probably the one that he just, it's a hot potato, you know, Tom Bradley. I, 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 yeah. I love mm-hmm. Penn State's defenses. I, I, I thought, uh, I read, I did some reading in smart football about Penn State defenses. It sounded like Ferentz's wet dream. I mean, it was, uh, a, yeah. a, 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 the zone blitz with, uh, taking, taking his shot with pressure, but still playing zone defense. That's, Ferris's wheelhouse, and I, I don't know if Bradley was ever in it. I don't know if he's ever interviewed. I don't know if you know, just given the climate at Iowa and given you know the uh, the the fallout at all at Penn State, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's even. He might be coaching uranium at this point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody can touch him. Now you brought up a point earlier, Mark, that that Iowa's assistant staff is is kind of the low end of the Big Ten, middle to, to middle low at this point. I know that, that they have built-in raises basically for all these guys who have been here forever, but has there been any reporting either way that, that Barta was was tightening up on the, the purse strings here, or is it simply that we just didn't think that it was worth it to go out and spend more money on somebody? Uh, I, there's, I've heard rumors that there was some tightening, but I, I don't know that for sure. Um, if there were, if there is or was, that is something. It would be death if they if they admitted to it. Yeah. It would mm-hmm. be death if, if they uh, if they said, "Yeah, we're pulling back on this." That would be, you know, that would be just death because you know you have mm-hmm. to what saying whatever it takes, and you have a, you're playing a conference with a team that says that, and then you say, "Well." We're trying to save some. We're going to cut some corners here. That that would not fly with fans. That would not fly with. Uh, I don't think Delaney would even like to hear that. So, right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I buy it. But we'll see. I mean, we'll we don't know these salaries in, in uh, when these contracts are done. Do you think that um, uh, perhaps Iowa would be uh, reticent? And I, I know I'm asking you to hop into Gary Barta's mind at this point, but um, it's a given place that. To be. <laughs> it is. Um, I think that the fact that uh, that Iowa's been giving um, basically raises every year and and pretty um, you know substantial raises at that. Like we're not talking forty percent, but they're you know what is it six or seven percent a year? Six percent built in right. for a six win season. Right, right. So they've been doing that consistently for more than a decade, um, and now. Um, you know, the coaching staff is coming to them and saying, hey, uh, by the way, we're on the low end of the Big Ten. Uh, do you think that that, that could possibly uh, rub the athletic administration the wrong way, like trying to come for a lot more money after, you know, years and years of raises? That's a great question. I I don't know the answer. I think that uh, uh, I, I'm not sure coach – I'm not sure how much power the assistant coaches would have 
Uh, <laughs> if you talk about people who can't, really, don't have a leg to stand on, these guys are, you know, you know how recruits have just gotten their scholarships. Uh, at Iowa, it was always basically four years. Uh, this this four-year scholarship thing is basically uh, aimed at Nick Saban. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, assistant coaches are one year, one year and done. I mean, it, it's it's renewed every year, and uh, they can't strike <laughs> because you know if if you go over to the uh, there's a great story. Uh, uh, Ted Turner uh, when he was first starting up uh, CNN. Uh, he's got some anchor came in and started arguing with him. You know, you know how anchors are. They they think you know they're the kings. And <laughs> Ted went over to a, he went over to a plant in his office and started shaking, shaking it. And leaves are falling down off the tree. And Ted goes, "Hey, look, anchors. You know that that's that's assistant coaches. <laughs> that's that's assistant coaches. And you know, yeah. so the salary thing. They want they want spare. They want market and." Iowa should be offering that. And I think for the most part, maybe I'm just going more on coordinators because Iowa has, I mean, if you look at it, Iowa has not been in the market for a coordinator for 13 years. The mm-hmm. market has certainly changed. I mean, the guy at Clemson, not the offensive, but, not the defensive, but I think the offensive coordinator there has a contract, a five or six year contract that pays him a half million dollars to six or seven hundred million or six or seven hundred thousand a year. Uh, six year contract. I mean, that's unheard of. So, the market has changed there. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan have. I don't. I'm not sure what Bielema is saying. His guys. I think Iowa would like to at least think it's on the same footing as Wisconsin, and we'll, we'll be able to figure that out after this is over. And that's one thing I will do. Uh, compare uh, Iowa's salary with the ones that we can find. Uh, as Northwestern doesn't have to report, but I think they're the only ones who don't. Oh wait, Penn State doesn't either. They don't have to report right. anything. Yeah. Um, by the way, Wisconsin. Um, bumped Paul Chris' salary to five hundred thousand essentially after the first Rose Bowl year. That's right. That's right. Um, I so don't I know what they're paying their defensive coordinator, but I do know that the offensive coordinator, yeah, their offensive coordinator, was getting a decent chunk of change by that point. I think that's where Iowa has to be. I think Iowa has to give its coordinators starting five thousand, five hundred thousand. I mean, that puts them in the within a hundred and two hundred thousand of the Ohio State and Michigan states or Michigan's. So we'll see how I mean in house guys do they expect to get that? I mean, for Phil Parker that would be a doubling of his salary. Uh, and he and yeah. he's and he's just gonna be court and just I mean, quote unquote just gonna be coordinating. He won't be he won't have a position to coach, he'll be the coordinator of the defense. Uh, that seems like a giant leap. I I I can't imagine but maybe that maybe Ferris spends the money around differently. Um, I'm not sure how it works, I'm not sure if there's a finite amount and he has to budget it. But uh mm-hmm. I think I think I would think the individual person would demand whatever they demand, whatever their market right. is. And they say if he brought in Brian, um, I'm sure Brian is making 300k out at, uh, at New England. Uh, I imagine that uh, he'd probably be a three or four on the K guy. <laughs> that offensive line coach, yeah, better than everybody else. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's name brand. that would go over. You, real you have to pay well. for the name brand. <laughs> I, my, my question, Mark, is this. We've got kind of a progression that has taken place at least the last couple of times on the offensive side of the ball. Reese Morgan was tight ends coach, I believe, and recruiting right. coordinator, and then moved to offensive line. Eric Johnson's been sitting there at recruiting coordinator and tight ends coach for years now. If he gets jumped, is there any chance that he'd jump ship? Uh, I'm not sure. I... I... 
It's a little I, late in the game now for him to do anything. It's a little late. It's a little late for any of these guys to jump ship right now. Um, mm. I, and in the, frankly, I thought the one who would be would have jumped ship would have been Daryl Wilson, but right. he's not. He's with the. I imagine he'll probably retain some special team duties too as even the backs coach. But uh, uh, I imagine maybe. Um, right. And also, what what's out there for Eric Johnson and what are his life goals? I know he has. He's had. He has young twin girls. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing that we kind of also all blow through is, uh, you know, these guys are different stages of family life. Um, that's why Joe Philbin always freaked me out. I mean, his guy had six kids. And uh, I remember he was very proud of him. He, very, he talked about being a dad and having a great wife. And these guys, you know, parents had five kids. I mean, all good. I don't know if he's even Catholic, but anyway. <laughs> uh, they all have they all have kids and they're all in different stages of family. I'm not sure what Eric's. Uh, I, I don't see him being the old line coach. I, that's, that was one of the jobs he's just not done. He's, he's he's played linebacker. He's coached linebackers at Iowa. He's been a kind of a floating assistant on defense. There was a, there was a while, maybe a year and a half or two years, where he was totally off the field as just a recruiting coordinator. So mm-hmm. I, I could I could almost see that happening too again. Now, if well, let's let's first tackle the guys who actually moved today. Sure. Wilson going from from linebackers and special teams to what apparently is going to be secondary and special teams. It seems that linebackers have always been kind of where Ference puts his his key assistant. Is there a rhyme reason this other than we want Lavar Woods at at linebacker? Um. I don't know. I, I think Ferrance wants somebody with some uh, hands-on teaching, you know, uh, knowledge of the, of the position, and that would fit the lot of woods. But you're right uh, that it has been sort of the, uh, you know, Norm was defensive coordinator and linebacker coach for years, uh, and then it was uh, Daryl Wilson. It does seem like Ferrance does want a high IQ football guy there. Now, uh, I I think. So far is that I, I think uh, you know he's got tons of experience. Uh, they, they've certainly kicked the tires in this guy. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been around the pro. He was he, forget this year, forget December. On um, he uh, he coached for Norm last year, so they, I think that they trust him. They want him on the staff. Uh, as far as recruiting goes, I think he'd be a slam dunk. He's very smart, very funny, uh, can handle the social media. Got that nailed down. Uh, I think he would be a huge asset, and that you know, and and that's another thing with this, you know, this all these machinations. I mean, he, you know, if they hire Woods, he's very very young, and I imagine he'd be very aggressive in the recruiting trail. If they hire Brian Ferentz, I think he'd be Bielema on the recruiting trail, but with a brain. And then I think <laughs> that you have if David Ray, David, if they bring in David Ray as a um, the quarterbacks uh, uh, coach. You're, you're talking about a guy who uh, was a, I don't know how much he made. He made several hundred thousand dollars as a medical supplies or, or not medical supplies. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was something along those lines. It was uh, uh, prosthetics, prosthetics. He made a lot of money. He was like the, one of the top sales people in the country for prosthetics. And, uh, <laughs> which, which seems well, like that, a that, pretty that, That's changed right over with you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was very catch-22, that whole conversation right there. 
don't want to edit that one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it, it seems weird. It seems, but, you, but that's a guy who's a trained salesman on the recruiting trail. I think he, I think Iowa fans would want a piece of that. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. Uh, and, and he was persuasive enough to, um, basically wedge himself in at, at UCLA. Um, right. after they told him to go away. So, right. that, that's no, that's no small, uh, feat either. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good point. Um, and he was, uh, I remember in high school, he was supposed to be a really big deal until he got his shoulder wrecked his senior year. Yeah, I think he started off as a walk-on, and then but then he mm-hmm. went and earned, earned a scholarship. And he, uh, I don't know what his role was at Iowa. I think he stuck on as a maybe a gra- I can't remember. But uh, when Drew Tate got on campus, uh, David Ray was still around. I, I, don't, I think maybe just as sort of a volunteer assistant or something. Anyway, uh, he got into you know Drew Tate's ear fairly early on, and I remember Drew would come to press conferences wearing. Um, his seven on seven state championship in Texas bling. I, I swear to God, there was a ring. I swear to God, there was a ring. And I think that David Ray talked to him, and he sort of said, "Okay, put your high school crap away. This is college. You haven't done jack." Uh, and, and then you know, then Drew was Drew, and everything took off for him. That's really funny. Um. So. I know you've you've already said it. Are we really going to get three staff openings, and the only new guy that hasn't already been on the staff is going to be named Ference? <laughs> it could it could turn out that way. I hate to I still lost said that earlier today. And I hate to, yeah, I hate yeah. to give him credit for that because that was perfect. But um, it, it's starting to look that way now. Well, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, well, he met with Brian twice last week and. Indianapolis, and, you know, I kept, Hawass is a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I asked him, well, did you give the, did you give him the Larry eye? Did you give him the, uh, hmm? <laughs> and he said, yes, he did, and, and he still couldn't really read him, but I think really the second interview when Brian said, yeah, call, call me Monday morning, win or lose, uh, I think he wants, wanted his name out there for something, I don't know what, but something, and, uh, Belichick doesn't like his assistants talking. This is after the Super Bowl. Maybe the season's over and the, that was relaxed. I don't know. But I really think he's coming. I, 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 if I, 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 I'm probably wrong, but I really, you know, spider sense goes off. And, but I have no, I have no, you know, no I don't way. like it. But I don't like it when agents are involved because there's less leakage. I, I like it when, you know, there's tons of leaks. <laughs> So uh, we, we talked a little bit. Your thought right now is Eric Campbell for OC. That's my thought. That's my thought. I don't. What, what do you guys think? I. I uh, that's my thought. I. Uh, I, I, I think. Guy, I think if if Ferentz is rational, I think that's the obvious pick. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I. I. I wrote a little bit about it. Um. I. I think that this is uh, an opportunity to lock up. Campbell long term that that they're not going to get again, because uh, right. he's he's too in demand, uh, and and there are going to be schools that come calling and and come calling with a, a lot bigger paychecks and probably uh, with with better titles than um, wide receiver coach, and it's probably going to happen pretty soon. Um, you know, 
Ference being who he is, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if he said, you know, be that as it may, um, Campbell's not my guy at OC, and that's that. And that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that that wouldn't be out of character for Ference at all. Um, you know, he let Joe Philbin uh, go pursue his passions elsewhere, and, you know, Philbin's only the head coach of the Miami Dolphins now. And I don't think that uh, Eric Campbell's going to be coaching the Dolphins in 10 years. Um, but, you know... Um, I, I really think that Campbell's a guy that you need to keep on your uh, on your coaching staff, and this is the way to do it. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, the one the one thing I would add would be uh, Brady Hope came after him to go back to Michigan. I'm not sure if it was mm-hmm. for wide receivers coach again or what it was, but you know Brady Hope really went after him. I'm sure it was more money. And I wonder then what kept him here. But I guess it's only been a couple of years since Brady Hoke went up there. But uh, they thought they had him. Yeah, they thought they had him. And uh, mm. uh, maybe they saw the writing on the wall. If you look at the salaries, I think Eric Campbell is number two. So he's well compensated. Yeah. He, he was yes. very much in demand. And, he, and teams will keep coming after him unless there is something to keep him here, as in play calling duties that he can he can – grow a resume that way and then maybe go on to be a coach in the Mac and climb the ladder that way. But oh, and I think he, that was, you have to be a coordinator first. Well, I think the, and I think the the rumor was after the Lloyd Carr staff broke up that that Campbell was the one who was – it was Campbell and, and Langlish that were in line for Eastern Michigan. And then once that went to right. English, then Campbell came to Iowa. Um I think that's that's where he wants to go eventually, and, and this puts him in the best spot to do it. So I would assume he would take it if they offered it. Um, yeah. I know I know you've said the dreaded words that that, that I don't want to hear. Luster Orb offensive coordinator. <laughs> is, is this is this still a possibility? Uh, you know I it's a possibility. Uh, I, I just <laughs> called him yesterday in the in the office. It was an off day. Uh, I saw Reese Morgan. I saw Phil Parker. And Phil Parker was really, really delightful yesterday, which is doesn't usually happen. Usually it's kind of a grunt. But yesterday he said, hey, guys, what, what, can I help you do anything? And maybe hey, want some coffee? No, it wasn't <laughs> well, he's that, got it was good news night. for you. Yeah. That's why. You just got out of a meeting. <laughs> but uh, Blaster Herb was in there ch- chowing down Phil. I mean, he was looking at film, I don't know, of what? But he was, uh, he was going over, you know, I assume football. That's going to stop. <laughs> I assume football. Uh, I, I don't think stay. I think football. But in, uh, <laughs> he was going over film, and, and which is to me in, in February. Um, he coaches running backs, and all the ones he had last year are pretty much gone. So I don't know what film he'd be watching. <laughs> he's, he's really nailing down what they know about Jason White. Uh... <laughs> He's refreshing himself on Jason White. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. He just, uh, you know, oh, what the, you, know, you got to make sure he's number two in the, he can be number two in the depth chart again this year. <laughs> God. I just, I don't, that's one I'm never going to understand, but I, I, I suppose he is the next one in line. He's the, he's the longest tenured offensive assistant <laughs> now. Um, yeah, it, it's true. And, and when you, when you, that's not one of my thoughts as Lester, but, what you bring up, I think Ferentz, the way that Ferentz moves guys around, 
I think those are the guys that he seems to have a very, very high comfort level with and mm-hmm. guys he really, really trusts and he, and, he, and he likes the way they teach and coach. And if you look at it, you know, Daryl Wilson would be one of those guys, uh, Lester Herb would be one of those guys, and Reese Morgan now. So I think that he likes – I think that says something about where he's standing on the staff. Now, you, you have to look at, I think um, – how these guys' um, – oh, this is going to sound bad – how these guys' units have performed uh, <laughs> under them. No, I've given up on double entendre patrol, by the way. Whatever I say, I say anymore. Uh, we're we're running that explicit tag now. Um, no, but you, you have to look at how their, their players have performed uh, under them when they're position coaches. Right, and right. Uh, considering um, – you know the, uh, the the bloodbath that is uh, Iowa running backs. Uh, do you think that if Lester Herb is named offensive coordinator, everybody on offense will transfer? <laughs> or or go on a crime spree? Or or well, get arrested for murder? <laughs> um, I, I the social part of what players do, I have a really hard time pinning on directly on coaches and. Yes. I just, it just doesn't, you know, Lester Herb can't make, can't make A-Rob not smoke the ganja and study. He can't make... He should change his name from Lester Herb if he wants that to happen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so Yes. Hey, uh, but he, he, he couldn't, you know, Brandon Weiger had sprung broke with him, a spring broke with him. Mm-hmm. He just, he was a cuckoo clock that just stopped ticking. Uh, he, he can't, he, he couldn't see that, he couldn't control that. Coker, he couldn't, Coker made one really bad decision. Uh, it wasn't, it was investigated. It was not charged. Uh, I don't see how that, you know, Herb cannot babysit these guys. Uh, Ferris cannot babysit these guys all the way through. These guys make bad decisions and, but you're, I know what you're gonna say, you're gonna say, well, he's, he's in direct contact with the guys. He should be able to read them more. And there is something to that, I think. I think there is, you know, you should know by talking to a guy when meeting with a kid every day during the football season that you, you know where his head's at. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't you – know, it's hard for me to say because I've never been in that position, but I, I do I, – I don't put it on Herb's doorstep. I, I really don't. And just like, uh, you know, he built up Dominique Douglas fairly quickly into a really good wide receiver. And, and look what happened. Kid, I know, I know, I know. I was going to say, and then that kid stole credit cards. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I see your guys' point, and I don't think we're going to agree on it, but uh, I, I just, I don't, I'm not of the school where I lay that stuff, the, the social stuff on his feet. You know, and I, I think that's all a really good point in a vacuum, but. Um, right, 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 right. It just doesn't happen um, with kids that are getting coached by anybody else in the Iowa staff. And, um, or you know, not not nearly to the same extent, and uh, we're we're far past the point that it, you can just dismiss it as pure coincidence. Now, um, there there there's probably some aspect of being a running back that um, that Herb really in has Iowa control City. over. Yeah, in Iowa City, that that Herb has absolutely no control over, and and no running right. back coach would have control over. Um, you know that that leads. Uh, these guys into the wrong mentality one way or the other, um, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fairly, you know, I'm I'm open to 
you know, understanding that. And so I don't put mm-hmm. it solely on Herb's doorstep. But at the same time, you if you have a position coach that can't get his guys even close to graduation, not one of them, right. I think that's a significant thing. Yeah, I... Uh, it's it's got to come back to you eventually, probably, um, because if there's a you know a black hole there, there you know what's what's the one common thing, you know the same guy is coaching them, uh, and there might be something to that. But the one thing there there is a what the overarching uh, there's there's a, seems to be a disconnect. I mean, there's does parents know is how well does he know his team? How well do these coaches know these players? I mean, when DJK was arrested last year, I think I immediately tweeted, tweeted, uh, uh, how well do we know these guys? And I think there could be, potentially be a golf there, and it might be growing in a bad way. Yeah. Do you think that, that there's, uh, some of that has to do with just the age difference? You know, Ferens isn't a young coach anymore. No. No, I agree. And it might, it might be the age difference. Well, Let's get back to cheerier things. Um, sure. <laughs> death and taxes. Um, but uh, so, is there, let's let's ask this one as, as a way out. Is there any chance that somebody outside the program, Jay Norvell, or Jay Norvell, or maybe Jay Norvell, um, <laughs> would be named offensive coordinator, or is this another strictly in-house hire? You've hypnotized me. I think Jay Norvell will be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, I I sat down sat, uh, Friday when uh, when the O'Keefe news came out, and I tried to come up with a list. I, I, I hate to do that. And you guys read them all the time. I read them all the time, too. Oh, let's fling some boogers in the wall and see which yeah. one sticks. Uh, Dave Norvell is the one I came up with, and I was immediately uh, uh, Wisconsin Twitter people came at me and said, he was interviewed here. Neil was not interested in the spread, so there was no marriage. And that tells me that, okay, Ferentz ain't bringing the spread in, so that, that crosses mm-hmm. Jay Norvell off. Um, one, uh, one guy, one guy that really sort of interests me that I'm not sure. I don't know if I would could afford him. I don't know if uh, he'd be interested. But Jim Caldwell, the the, 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 the uh, Colts coach, who is now the uh, Ravens quarterbacks coach, there's there'd be a good fit there. He'd be, uh, I think, he'd be terrific. On staff, but I, again, I don't know what the connection. I mean, outside of him playing a defensive back at Iowa in the seventies, uh, I don't know if he would want to make that leap back into college. Uh, that would kill the quarterback coach thing, though, too, because you know he he, he's, he does that in the NFL. So uh, that's another name. Um, I, I personally would just love Pat Hill with mustache. Yeah. Uh, Ferris <laughs> and Hill worked together at the uh, with the Ravens. Um, I, I, you know, you guys hear the same noise I do about Brian Jones being the offensive coordinator. I don't. I just think that's too big a leap that's right a big now. Jump just, for twenty years. Yeah, that's a big. Mm-hmm. Jump. I agree. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to compute. Um, but I keep coming back to Eric Campbell. Um, but yeah, I suppose there's a there's there's always a chance that it could be an outside hire. I just right now I, I'm straining to figure out who's. I don't. I don't know who that'd be. Jay Paterno. <laughs> you know, he, he does need a job. You know, uh, he was a quarterback's coach up there, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, the, you know, and it worked out magnificently, yes. He's, he's in. The he's the game guy. Coordinator. <laughs> we figured it out. I think and, and the one, 
the one name that keeps coming back to me on Twitter and the, and then you guys hear this too, Chuck Long. That is okay. so not happening. No. That is so not happening. He, There's uh, no way. He Chuck Long has a better chance at the job than Chuck Long. Uh, uh, Bingo Long and the Traveling All Stars have a better job. How's that for pop culture? That movie, that movie's older than you guys. Um, he, I don't see that at all. I, I just don't. Uh, it just doesn't compute. Well, they, didn't, he, they didn't particularly he, work out that well when he was right. There. Yeah, right. he was quarterback coach here, and he wanted to be a passing game coordinator. And parents kind of looked at him and probably said, "What the hell is that?" And then he went to Oklahoma and. And Oklahoma had it together. But you know what? I think Chuck Long walked into a pretty darn good system in Oklahoma, Mike yeah. Leach's system. And mm-hmm. uh, basically that was turnkey, and that thing was rolling. Well, and then many, he went on his own. Yeah, he went on his own. came out of that. You know, it, they, yeah, they, yeah. they turned out offensive coordinators for a while. Uh, and, and Mangino stood on his own at Kansas. Yep. I mean, they won, a, they won an Orange Bowl. So, and, then it, and then Long goes to San Diego State, bounces out. Bounces out of Kansas, although I think Kansas' offense was a little better. But, uh, no, no fit, not happen. I, 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 people get mad at me when I, when I say no. How dare uh, you? He's not happening. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's he's number 16, man. <laughs> but I just Make thought it of it, and it's such a good fit, and he played for the Hawkeyes. Well, it, it's not, it, it goes beyond that a little bit. Well, and playing for the Hawkeyes has so little to do with what Kirk does that, Right. That shouldn't even be. That should be about the ninth thing on the uh, list behind. If he eats too much garlic, like the, <laughs> there's no way that, that that Chuck gets that job. Um, no. All right. Well, we've kept you long enough, Mark. And, and the speculation is, is wonderful, and I'm sure we'll get no answer. We'll find out tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you guys think will happen? I, I, you guys have asked me. I think I think Campbell. I think Brian Ferentz, and then I think uh, Lavar Wood, and then I think. Uh, uh, Campbell keeps the wide receivers, and then they bring in David Ray. That's just this is me totally oh. split, split on. What do you I, guys think? I do want to ask you this before we get there, Mark. Although I think sure. you're, you're right where I'm at. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of there been a, quite a few reports ever since the bowl game that Woods was out recruiting as defensive line coach. Um, there was reports from Junior Day this week that Woods and Ray were. We're telling recruits they were the new, or telling these juniors that they were the new assistant coaches here. Is there any upshot from that ending up not actually happening? Or is that I don't think so. Lost under the bridge before think, anybody hits campus. Yeah, I don't think so. And plus, these guys, uh, there's a reason why this news has not come out before. After, you know, until they got the the binding legal agreements yeah. that say they'll come to these schools, and and I think we're on the, all on the same page about. What, what those binding legal agreements are. Although Iowa, I gotta give Iowa credit, they came out and said it was a four-year deal. Iowa's always gone with a four-year scholarship. That, that goes way back to the Bump Elliott days. I mean, he was, mm-hmm. he was adamant about, uh, four, four-year scholarships. It means four years. Uh, so, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they're, you know, I, I don't think they fibbed per se, but, you know, maybe they kind of trotted them out there and, and said, yeah, they they didn't get the guys that that uh, I think Lavar uh, Woods recruited as the quote unquote defensive line coach. Uh, that was yeah, Aaron Curry was the last kid, and they didn't get him. So uh, well, you know, Jaleel's just going to sit here and wait for her man. So <laughs> <laughs> that could be our biggest problem. He'll be on Twitter for the next six months complaining. I'm sure. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm with you on, on where it shakes out. I think Campbell ends up getting the job because I don't think Ferentz is crazy. Um, and, right. And I think the only thing I could see happening is I don't think Campbell takes the job if uh, – he's been here for, for four years now. He has seen how O'Keefe kind of got a lot of stuff dumped on him rightly or wrongly. Right, I don't think right, he takes. Exactly. I don't think he takes the job if if Ferent says you're going to be the offensive coordinator, but you're going to run the system that I want, and I'm going to be, um, you know, in on the minutia of it. I think he wants to run this, his own offense if that's the case, and I could see him saying, "I'll look for something else." Thank you very much. If Ferentz demands that he, um, that he kind of sit there and become the, the sponge for all the criticism that comes at him for their offense. The living um, boy. Yeah, but. Exactly. But if if Ferentz is willing to give up a little bit of of uh, uh, control, I think Campbell takes the job. I think he's the right guy for it. Um, and this would be the right timing for Ferentz to start doing some of that. You know, like I, I don't think that he's ever going to be a figurehead type of coach. That that just doesn't seem like his uh, mo. But you know, I, I'm I'm going back to his age. Um, he's getting into the mid fifties where. Uh, a lot of coaches just start slowing down, and they, they have no choice but to slow down. And uh, if he wants to be proactive and be like, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have um, a little more autonomy than even Ken had because, you know, I'm, I'm tired of um, running the offense and the defense and um, having you be or, or having my assistant be the fall guy. Um, this would be about the time for some of that to, to really start happening. I think it's a great point because uh, Eric Campbell is very, very aware of the noise that went around with Ken O'Keefe and the uh, uh, how it worked. I mean, he, he knows, he would know mm-hmm. exactly what he's getting himself into. And maybe he, maybe he would have a, a pause to, to not do it. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a possibility. If, if Kirk said... You know, we're not going to change a thing. You can come in and run the offense. You'll get the pay raise that comes along with it. You'll get play calling, but I'm going to have ultimate veto power on everything that gets called, and we're going to run it the way I want to run it. Um, I could see Campbell saying, I'll spend the next year as your wide receivers coach and wait for the next round of hires and grab something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But that being said, I don't think he would change a whole lot schematically because he's been with basically Shem Beckler, uh, Moeller, Carr, and and Ferentz the whole time anyway. It's not like he was he made a big move to, to come to Iowa to begin with as far as, as the scheme goes, and it's basically all he knows. That's a good point. I just want the reverse con. I just don't ever want to see that reverse again. <laughs> I think that is, that is the uh, that that is uh, that's the one wrinkle that teams have to be ready for every week. It's not uh, worth it. We it's we were sitting at the, game, it pops. We were sitting at the we had the the black heart gold pants bus trip to the Purdue game from Chicago, uh, and we had about 20 of us sitting in the end zone watching this game, and and we got down to about the 12-yard line, and they come out in that three-wide formation with the one halfback, and I turned to Ross, and I go, this is the reverse, isn't it? And sure enough, boom, McNutt around the end for the, <laughs> the end around. Like, you could, even I could see it. I don't know anything. Um, and, yeah. I, and it was what? It was like a four-yard loss, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they, they shot themselves in the foot again, and then I think two plays later, McCall might have fumbled. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. That'd have been about it. But um, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Good luck tomorrow. Um, I hope. Yeah. 
Kirk the Kirk that can muster up some answers for you. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. No party. <laughs> When that, when that, I don't know if I ever told you guys when that, when that uh, was going on, I was standing right there and he said, "Let me, let me muster one up for you." I said, "I wish you could hear it because it was. If you listen to the clip, it's. I guess it's my voice and it's too low, but I, I said, "Please don't, please don't." He, <laughs> right away, he said. Right away, he said. Uh, 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 he said, "No, don't worry, I won't." <laughs> so we had that going for us. Well, that's good. Yeah. He's got enough, he's got enough yeah. respect for you that he didn't actually fart on you. Fart, yeah, yeah. So we, we want, you gotta chalk up that one as a win, I guess, right? I think so, yeah. Wait till he turns 60. <laughs> no, then it gets iffy, then he might shart. Yeah, well, But, but he'll be old enough that he won't care. Oh, and that's, <laughs> that's gonna be the most podcast moment ever, right there. <laughs> Alright. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Catch him in the Gazette. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll see you soon.